Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start. We can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, the IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems and all collections and may even reduce your back taxes significantly. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-549-1238 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-549-1238. That's 800-549-1238. Again, 800-549-1238. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome to the Gene Otto and Jeffrey Show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. We're glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist to the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, on X, at MGianato. Mark, good day, sir. We finally got some basketball back, right? I mean, locally. Locally? Yeah. I still got two more days of the All-Star break. It was okay last night. There was some good college basketball on last night, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, the UConn, even though even though UConn, you know, Congrats. Creighton one going away, it was... It was like it you got, know, fun watching UConn. It's fun watching Dan Hurley lose. See, I, I I disagree. I'm I want that kid arrested that's trying to yell at Dan Hurley. Oh, and he's by the way, I felt like have you ever seen a video that was more disappointing than the Dan? Like they did that Look was the what classic. Dan Hurley yeah, did, it was yeah. like the like you'll never like Dan Hurley yells at fan. It's like well, that was 
that was disappointing, especially like when you consider like Hurley on the psychopath scale is like all the way turned up. No, and it, well, and he's I. I, I sat I with him, him during a game I, at Peach I want, Jam one year. Want, he's a nice guy. I want. I, well, I think he's. I think him and Bobby. Like when you get them in competition, I think they yeah, become insane. Like he's a nice enough. He's guy. Harbaugh. He's I, I. When they the, the he's Harbaugh. If Harbaugh had like it's like Harbaugh and cocaine. Well, when he coached here, it's like really entertaining when he's no. coach. You know what I mean? Like watching when I when he coached here at Memphis, it was always entertaining watching him go nuts on the sideline. We need more characters, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. a character. Yes, absolutely, and. And it turns out if you, shoot, coach. if you shoot 52% from three, you can beat UConn. Yeah, but you, you had that. You had the big game in the Mountain West, Utah State, um, New Mexico, right? No, who am you, I uh, San Diego State. San Diego State, that's right. You had that game that was fun. That was a good game. The, uh, that Tech, was late, though. Yeah, the Texas Tech game um, yeah, against that TCU. Was, I, wasn't that on Big 12, whatever? What? There's I was too watching many, on Plus. There's I was too watching many on games my, I'm having to flip. Like, I couldn't even flip around, like— Baylor BYU was an okay game. Yeah, Baylor BYU. I mean, it was a, it was a decent college basketball. And then tonight, we got the return of the Tigers. <laughs> Either a, a feeble return or a, a a turnaround return, if you will. I don't know. Memphis Charlotte tonight at FedEx Forum, seven o'clock tip. It is also an ESPN Plus game. Uh, Tigers obviously coming off of that really disheartening loss at SMU over the weekend, and I think everyone wants to know, like, what, how the heck's this team going to respond to Penny? Absolutely, I'd say ripping them to shreds after that SMU game, and in I mean, some ways say- deservedly so. And just how are they going to respond to how this season has just apparently just cratered on them? Yeah, I mean, I, or or are they not going to respond at all? Right. Is it over? I I was telling you this before the show. I started thinking about this. I'm kind of in on this team right now. Mm. I think they're must watch. Oh, <laughs> must watch. I, I think something could combust. They really are a reality show right now. Mm. And you know, well, I have noticed like, though. Penny's not the only. You know, we had Patino blowing up. Penny blew up. Dennis Gates at Missouri after almost beating Tennessee last night. He blew up. Uh, I think there's a couple of things in common with those three guys. A lot of transfers. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, so it's 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 also just that, you know. Well, no, it's that time of the year. It's that time of the year. Yeah. You know, where things go. When it's going to go south, this is when it's going to go south. You know, like you, you there's I may, five, six, seven games left. Admittedly, I could be ignorant, or I am ignorant, but I could be ignorant on this one topic. I don't feel like Musselman's had the the breakdown. Well, didn't they win last night? Yeah, but I'm talking about like the 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 at the podium breakdown. Yeah, but that yeah, freak out. That's true. Now I could also make the argument that could be the side of someone with one foot out the door. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, someone who knows. Someone who yeah. knows. Listen, all right. You know what? I don't like this right yeah. now. But there's there's brighter yep. there's brighter. Uh, I got a resetting. Of the, I got a resetting of the clock coming up here. Um, you know, if you put your head to the uh, pavement of the co- college basketball coaching carousel, you might hear some rumblings. Yes. along those lines, but. Nonetheless, it's a big night for the Memphis basketball program, as you point out. Not necessarily for the NCAA tournament anymore, but more so just for, like, is this thing going to, like, totally blow up? Like, is this thing just going to keep going south? Is this – are they going to – are they going to build, you know, like, is there, like, some backbone to this team that we didn't know about? You know, because that's, that's what it's about at this point, like, having some backbone of, like, we are not going to just crater. And that's yeah, some pride. Yeah, pride. 
Like that's gonna, you know, that's what they gotta conjure up tonight, and we'll see if they do. And it's a perfect way uh, for us to start buy, sell, short, or go to rent. So we'll do that here in a little bit. Um, Two forty or so. Um, David Cobb will join us from CBSSports.com. Get his thoughts on Tiger basketball, college basketball, college football. Um, three o'clock or so, we'll get into the list. Laird Veach, Jeffrey, coming up. Uh, yeah. On the, we got we got hot boards for the Missouri AD job, and you know who's who's a hot name on the hot board is the Memphis AD, the man that's worked there, um, Laird Beach. So we'll dive into that uh, discussion in the list, and then uh, you know probably wrap things up, probably get you ready for tonight's game. Maybe clue you in a little bit on Charlotte and what to expect tonight. But let's start, Jeffrey, with a little Memphis basketball, Memphis football, Memphis Grizzlies. A little buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey Show, where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. All right, Jeffrey. Let's start with the big one of tonight, because they're actually playing Memphis basketball. Um, Again, they play Charlotte tonight at 7 o'clock. And I think this one's simple. Um, Given everything that's happened over the last month, over the last couple days, over the last couple weeks... Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit, Jeffrey. Memphis basketball will show us tonight that the season's not over yet. So that would involve essentially, you know, like if they come out and, yeah, I mean, if they come out and play something resembling to what they played against, how they played against SMU, if they put something resembling that where like effort is a problem and all that, like it's going to get real bad, right? If you're doing that at home against Charlotte, I know Charlotte's second in the league, but. Oh, I think that means that tells you. And then, after, given what Penny did said after the game, and how the reaction of the players has been, that would tell, that would be like, okay, well, this thing's done. done. Have, I mean, you might already be there. Most people, some people, might already be there. But so, have we? I was thinking about this. We are definitely tonight in team could get booed at home territory. Have we had a booing? I couldn't remember the Rice game. Because I didn't have that was like I didn't have the audio turned so. all Yes, way. we could have a booing if they if they come out and look listless tonight. Oh no, I think booing is on the table tonight. Yeah, it's definitely on the menu. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna sell this. So you think they're gonna not show? They are going to. They're gonna show the seasons over tonight. I'm just trying to think of. Can you remember a team that you've covered or a team that you you know you watched regularly? Can you remember a team that had the, we are backsliding, backsliding, backsliding. And then we flipped it at the last second. Well, and then, like, I'm thinking, so the, I still thought, I said this in real time, so this isn't hindsight. I thought the post-game Wichita State, the mission accomplished, I thought that was weird at the time. Mm -hmm. I thought when Penny was like, oh, it's fixed, like, I would not say that. Yeah. Um, he was trying to talk. Let's be real. He was trying to talk it into existence. But yeah, in but, but there's a way that you could do it without being like yeah. mission accomplished. Like mm-hmm. there, were, there was, there were ways you could speak that into existence. But I'm trying to think of a team where, with less than a month to go, mm-hmm. has the type of no effort, no show performance, and I think you know what. They're gonna figure it out. They flipped a switch. Not this late. Usually, like, like for instance, you can was... have the bad loss. I'm, and yeah. my thing is, there's all there's also a key difference to me. I don't think the SMU loss and the Villanova loss were the same things. Yeah, because to me, the Villanova loss was largely predicated. Now, maybe it was a 
maybe it was actually foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but that was just Villanova shot the ball so unbelievably well from three. Now, that's, well, and when it happens in December, it's a lot different than when it happens in the middle well, of February. You just had two good wins. It was yeah. a third game. Like I, yeah. those those two losses to me are not the like, same. Like I was thinking back, you're, you're saying have you covered a team? Like I remember there was a UVA team, the first Tony Bennett UVA team that got a one seed in the NCAA tournament. They won. I think it was 2014. That team. I, I'm trying to remember who they went and lost to, but they got there just like it was kind of similar to what happened to them in Memphis this year. Like just went to went somewhere and got their brains beaten in. I remember I was in El Paso for the Sun Bowl at the time yep. when it happened, and like the famous story that season was after that game, Joe Harris and Malcolm Brogdon went over to Tony Bennett's house and had like a heart to heart, and then the season turned around and they got a one seed. But like that was December. You know what I mean? Like when you suffer a loss like that. Um, and so, yeah, it will be. I I don't know how to answer this. I, I don't know. Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, there you go. They lost to Tennessee. They got blown. They got just their brains beaten in. 87-52. Yeah. And then they came back and were a one seed that year. They won the ACC um, that year. But, and then lost in the Sweet 16. But that, that was still, that was what December. A, what a weird ACC schedule. They went 16-2, and two, mm-hmm. losing at Duke. No mm-hmm. shame. I remember that on a lot, yeah. And then they lost the last game of the year at Maryland. Yes, I do. I remember that one, too. Yeah. Now, it was overtime, but. Yeah, and then they won then the they ACC won the, tournament. Yeah. yeah. No, um, and it and was. then they got Michigan State. And then they beat Memphis that year in the second round yep. of the tournament. Blew them out. That was Josh's last NCAA tournament game um, in Raleigh. Um, but I, I feel like I'm I'm an unreliable person to answer this question, considering I was se- telling you on Sunday on Twitter I got a feeling Memphis is going to win this game against SMU because okay. with this season that doesn't make sense, this would be perfect for it. it doesn't make sense that they beat SMU, right? But th- this is this is kind of my point. Mm-hmm. I was I told you before the game I only saw two results. It was they were going to get blown out or they were going to win that game. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when you keep doing the when you keep doing the motivational tactic, the public motivational tactic, the calling out, when you keep going back to that well, like you basically only get one spot, one chance to do it. I view it very similarly to a players only meeting. You give me mm-hmm. one players only meeting, yeah. I'll bet on you the next week. Yeah. I promise. You can't That's, do it. You can't go to that but well. But when again. I see the second players only meeting, that's when I go, I have found the team I'm fading. <laughs> that is a team that is in free fall. Well, it Mark, this season, like, I understand. Well, here's, this is also here's where, the problem with the the other thing is, like, Memphis will show the season's not over yet. Like, the season, honestly, whether they win or lose tonight might be over already. You know what I mean? Like, kind of in, in the— Yeah, I guess this is my—this is the biggest deal for me. I do not think an at-large berth is on the table. I do think— that Memphis is capable of getting hot during the conference tournament. I don't think anyone is clearly head and shoulders better than the rest. You could tell me Memphis puts it together in a short burst. All right. AAU style. Now, here's the problem, though. I do not think – I think they've got to be in the top four to get that done. You don't think they're winning four in four days. Correct. Mm -hmm. I I just think they will run out of gas. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point – like it's kind of what we saw in – the Bahamas. Like, I think part of that was they ran out of gas mm-hmm. on day three. And so I don't think that's what's going to happen. I do have a lot of depth, though, Jeffrey. 
<laughs> Played 13 guys last game. I don't know if you saw. Yeah. Ability is not a skill. <laughs> oh, Availability, man. you know what I mean? Like, just being available, it's not... I don't view that as a... If we're doing the pros and cons list, available is usually not a, not in my category. I think I think I've got my answer now after hearing it. I'm buying this. Um, I'm not buying that they're going to make the NCAA tournament ultimately. But the question, the the buy sell short go right is Memphis will show the season's not over yet. I think they've they'll they'll show tonight that there's going to be enough to where you'll be able to talk yourself into like well, as, maybe they can. As you, we've had to do what three or how yes. many times previously, and they won't ultimately do it. Like they won't probably. Like they won't. I don't think this team's going to the NCAA tournament in any form or fashion at this point. But they're going to show you enough. I don't think they're going to completely, like, just go 0-5 down the stretch here. I think they're going to win two or three more games out of these last five. And then I think you're going to go into the AAC tournament and you're going to be able to talk yourself into, oh, you know, if, like, and, and, like, they'll get to the semis and we'll be it'll be Saturday and you'll be like, well, maybe, you know, two wins from the tournament, you know. That smell like a tubby year? <laughs> yes, because I, I was I was reminiscing with Jeff today. You know what I think is one of the more underrated. It was, that was like in t- both years of tubby. Yeah. They went. You they made it to the semifinals. Yeah. Or no, no, no. The first year they didn't. Well, the no, second yeah, year they out, did. Yeah. But and it was like. But it was. Remember, it was super awkward because this was what Jeff and I were reminiscing about. That was w- after the penny ground yes, swelling. It had already come and out. So. I'm sitting there watching the game with Tiger fans, and I look at him and go, "What are y'all rooting for?" Uh, because remember, like there was like the don't go on. They were run. up at no, well they were yes, up, up at halftime. No, it was up on Cincinnati, Cincinnati at halftime. And I remember the next game was Wichita Houston. It was in Orlando, and I was seated next to the Wichita assistant yeah. who was scouting the game. And I'm sitting there, and I was talking to like uh, I think it was Jeff and some other people, and I was like, I was like, "What do you think? You think Memphis can pull it off?" And he goes, "Absolutely." <laughs> he literally goes. No effing chance, and he, and he was right. He, he was, was right. He was dead on, and so I, I, I remember that. But yes, no, that that's sort of what I force in my head. I see them getting to Saturday at the AAC tournament, and you and like, who knows what can happen from there? But you know, like, chances are you're not, as you put it, it's gonna be hard to win four games if you only win two or three of the next five. It's gonna be hard to get a top four seed. You probably won't get a top four seed in the AAC tournament. Maybe if you go four and one or five and zero oh, these last five, I'm not even talking about Matt Largebrook, but may, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you could probably get in to the top four if you go four and one or five and zero oh, these last five. But maybe, it's, but this is going to be about pride tonight, right? Like Penny, like took these guys to the woodshed after that game. Yeah, that's, publicly, if they like, if they come out and look listless, it means this team's got no spine at all. So I do think we're going to know one way or the other. Like if they come out. And don't play like and look kind of listless. You'll know. You'll know pretty quickly. Like okay, like it ended a week ago. <laughs> like, do I like? Can I envision a scenario? This team died in Dallas. Can I envision a scenario where there's a little life? I can. Mm-hmm. What I am very, very much struggling to get over is when you see what we saw on yeah. Sunday, and that's not a. I'm not talking about losing. Like, last night, UConn was down 20. Mm-hmm. Am I worried about UConn? No. What we saw, like, like this, I kind of think, like, this is where I kind of get annoyed at how serious and dramatic Tiger basketball is. Like, we literally cover it like we're covering 
you know, the White House. Like, mm-hmm. it's that kind of life or death. Mark, there were some, like, objectively hilarious things that happened on Sunday. Quinterly tying his shoe during the middle of a possession. Well, it was a wild shot that he thought he had gotten fouled on. Right. And then, yeah, he didn't make it past half court. That was objectively hilarious. It was not a good look for Jermon Quinterly. Well, it's, but it's, like, also where if you could just divorce yourself from fandom, if you're just watching this, you're like, that's hilarious. Like, that's something you don't see every day. I just really struggled to think that this is a team. What is the rallying cry? Oftentimes, like, when you get it back together, because what we've seen is we've tried everything, Mark. We've tried the still got the still got the tournament to play for. Well, that didn't work. We got the... No, I think it's pride. It's, it's like, honestly, like, I would hope Javon Quinterly is a little embarrassed about what happened in that Sunday game. And if he's not, then this team is its finished. It's done. The season's done. Don't, right. wa- don't bother I, with it. So I, we'll know. I think, though, there's an element that is just not getting discussed. And the element is, Mark, they're all getting paid. Yeah. And so we've reached this point where, you know, we've all more or less had a job where you are just clocking in and clocking yeah. out. I, that's what the SMU game seemed like. Correct. Yeah. And it's very difficult for to most just, of the players. It's very difficult to just flip a switch. But like to me, it's when you're going to see a team that's going to put together like one more run. There's always some type of there's something to bring them together, and I don't know what it would be because a this team was still the roster was in flux even into January. Like this team clearly seems to have factions. And clicks is or I don't know how you want to say it. There seems to be divides. We've already seen Penny try to do the go to the whip and motivate him. That hasn't worked. Like, why? Why should I believe that tonight is the night? Because like I don't the, know if tonight's like, the night. Pride, I just it's like no. I just don't. I don't know if tonight's the night. I just think tonight is a night where they'll probably you know it'll be like the Tulane game. Like they can put it together. Because they are talented, and they're, you know, this isn't, like, yeah, Charlotte's second in the league, but they're not some juggernaut team. Um, and I think they could put it together. But I, I just don't think they're going to, they've shown, what they've shown is they're not going to be able to do it, uh, like, four or five times in a row, more than likely. But I'm not, you know, I think you're right. Like, we're going to find out tonight what sort of, you know, motivation they have left. Um this would be a sub by sell sure go to Reddit because Penny has said he's only going to play the guys who are bought in. Like the guys on the court are the ones bought in. What does it say? Buy sell short or go to Reddit. Penny will play 13 guys again. Oh, bye. Bye. You think all 13? That all 13 that played in the last game. So we're getting some JC. It means you're getting Joe Cooper. I think he he, cool. he, he probably earned some minutes. Coop, and, show you something? Um I think also that what shows you, think- you how checked out and how quit they were on Sunday because it's like, oh, you put guys in that look like they care. Like, yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, who do you think starts? Like, what do you think is the starting line? First off, the, the correct answer is I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's safe to say anything is on the table. Yes. Because the last time I felt— Like, you could tell me Joe Cooper is the starting point guard, and I'd be like, All right, yeah, I can see that. The last time we did this was before the Rice game, and I tried to predict the starting lineup. I can tell you— at no point did I consider Jonathan Pierre mm-hmm. being a starter. 
I said with Jason earlier, I thought Jalen Young, Jonathan Pierre. Is he available? Yeah, he played a, He played in the last okay, game yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for a minute. He only played a minute, so he wasn't really part of the carnage. But I'm going to say Young. I'm going to say Pierre, Jones, Tomlin, Dandridge. That's my guess for the starters. Young. No, no, no. Uh, no Hardaways. No Jaden? No Hardaways. No. No Jaden. But I, that could be wrong. That's where I would, if I'm going to be wrong, that's where I think I'm going to so be wrong, is the that the Hardaways thing, will start. The one thing I think is true, like the only free space, the bingo card free space, I think is David Jones is playing. David Jones will start, yes. That is the only one that if he's not in the starting line. And I think based on what you heard from Penny, I think Tomlin I would be my number two choice. I think he's definitely going to start. Okay, what about Jordan? I can't figure out. Had no rebound or what? One but rebound is, last game. But is Jordan in the circle? I can't tell. I can't he figure out. Is he late. in the circle of trustables? Well, I think a low key problem they've had this season is like he's also been really not good the last month or so. He was like really good the first couple months of the season, and then his plays really tailed off. Yeah, I think though the problem is like. He's so far down the list of why I think they're losing. No, no, no I, I agree. Like, I think he could play well, and I think they'd still be losing. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to work on his court awareness. But he's a guy who could come back next year, so maybe you do want to, you know, maybe you do want to start him tonight in the cares, guys who care territory. We'll see, like, the Guys other, who are bought in, because he is, he is, does have another year of eligibility. The other one, it's like, a, another confusing one for me is Malcolm. Because mm-hmm. I can, like, when Malcolm's on the floor, like, I think Malcolm plays hard, and I think he's... Mm-hmm. Giving it his all. But I can also see where Malcolm's not playing, not giving you what he wants from the team construct. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know. And it seems to me at various times, Penny's been frustrated with Malcolm. So I don't know. But like to me, honestly, like I think Malcolm deserves to play. I think Malcolm's been the best of the bigs. Mm, probably. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Maybe he doesn't have the highest ceiling of the bigs, but yeah, I think he's right. consistently night after night. He's had more he's had fewer games like the games he's had where he's he feels like he was a non factor, it's usually because of foul trouble. It's not usually because he played poorly. Mm-hmm. And also like back to the reality show, like that three sixty reverse dunk <laughs> wasn't three sixty, it was a reverse. reverse. Reverse dunk. dunk. Like there have been just some objectively hilarious moments, like when you go back and you categorize. Well, that was the like, there was a, it was one of those moments where you're watching the game. And you go, "Gosh, I can't believe something so fitting happened." Yes, during, no, like, it's like something that best describes like, what's going on in front of my eyes. No, when you saw the play, your reaction was, "That's about right." <laughs> um, so it's, uh, but I think it's going to be the same thing. I, I just think it's going to be whoever he ends up starting. He's going to get upset, and he's just going to keep going. Like line, They're just line changes now. It's hockey line changes. Yeah, so we'll be an interesting one. We'll uh, we'll talk about it more next hour. Uh, wanted to get to this second buy, sell, sure, regret it. So we got the news the other day, I believe yesterday officially, the college football playoff approved the format for the 12-team playoff for the next two years. It's going to be the top five conference champions plus seven at-larges, which opens the door for a school like Memphis to be in the college football playoff, uh, more much more so than in the past. Um, well, I mean, it guarantees a G5 school is going to be in. Is going to compete for a national because championship. If you, well, if you think about it, the Pac-12 is not getting get status. So, yes. 
there's only four power conferences, mm-hmm. and they're getting five. A G5 school's getting in. Yes. And so we've seen in the past, we'll have more. Right? They didn't write in some rule. Like, it's not like that. No. Is there a rule like uh, we saw with the, the New Year's Six where if they're not ranked? No, I think it's just like conference if had, if champions. It had to be, to get to get the New Year's Six Bowl, you had to be a conference champion and you had to be ranked inside the, the no, top No, but even 25. if you weren't ranked, didn't they just? No, you had oh, to be. Okay. Now, oftentimes they ended up ranking you. Like, they put some they put teams 25. 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, nonetheless, we'll have, there'll be more preseason rankings that come out as the, the year goes on. But obviously Memphis is a, a team. Men- when team, when these prognosticators are going, who are going to be the best G5 teams in the country next year? Memphis is inevitably listed, you know, like, you you don't go, you're not really going more than three or five schools deep, naming schools before you get to Memphis. And some people would say that Memphis first because of what they've got back with Seth Hennigan and, um, and, and what they're, the year they're coming off of um, winning the AutoZone Liberty Bowl like they did. Um, but we've, we've got, we've got some updated brackets Jeffrey, because mm. we're gonna get now. Now that we're going to twelve, we can really do so. You know, like Heather Dinich was trying to make the fourteen playoff like a bracketology thing. Mm-hmm. Now we really can. Once we get now that we're at twelve, we're gonna get some real. We're gonna get real, real live bracketology throughout the season next year. Oh yeah. Um, and so the SP plus rankings, their preseason rankings or pre spring rankings, I guess I should say, because things are gonna change. They came out last week. Came out last week, and Memphis was the, by SP Plus, which is like a mathematical formula. To Bill Conley. By Bill Conley. It's a power rating. Yeah, power rating. Uh, they It has Memphis as the best group of five team going pre-spring right now, based on what they returned, what they're bringing in, all that. Memphis, Memphis SP Plus. Memphis is at 36. Mm-hmm. Liberty's at 38. Mm-hmm. App State is at 47. Mm-hmm. Boise's at 50. Mm-hmm. ULL, 51. Uh, Miami of Ohio's at 53, Fresno's 54. Like, that's where I started. And so not another AAC team other than Memphis listed there. So that's interesting. That'll factor into what I'm about to ask, what I'm about to I think propose. The, I think the next highest rated, the next highest rated AAC team is UTSA at 64. Okay. And they are behind Troy, okay. who also Memphis plays. Who Memphis plays. Interesting. All right. Then, from CB, but CBS Sports did come out with a bracketology here in the last uh, day or so. Um, and it has Liberty representing the group of five in the yeah. college football playoff as the 12 seed. So, with all that in mind, Jeffrey, buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit, Memphis is the group of five college football playoff favorite this year. <sighs> okay, so here's the problem. I think that I think when we get to the end of the season, Memphis should be the high. In it, if we're doing SP+, plus. Mm-hmm. I think Memphis should be the highest ranked team at the end of this year. At the end of the next season, mm-hmm. the problem is the Liberty issue, mm. and this is what happened to SMU. SMU lost to Oklahoma. I think that was a September game. It was actually a one-score game in the fourth quarter, but then they get beat by like seventeen. So they lose to OU on the road, and then they lost at TCU. So two P five losses, and then swept the table. The rest of the way. But because Liberty, who legitimately had the worst and softest strength of schedule in the entire country, 
went undefeated, you're sitting there with the comp of two losses versus zero losses. And SMU, on every metric you would have looked at, that they give strength of record, everything, SMU was clearly the better team. But where they've really struggled, you can have a team with a difference of one loss go over, but the two losses ends up killing them. Do you think what happened to Liberty in that bowl game will factor in at all this year? Like, the committee will go, hey, last year we didn't listen to these metrics, and Liberty looked really outclassed significantly in that bowl game it played in. I really Florian. don't, because in the end, undefeated is going to matter. And yeah. this is the reason why I say it's a struggle with Memphis, because I could be wrong, but I, don't th- I do not envision a world where they go to Tallahassee and win. So I think mm-hmm. they're already starting off with one loss. Mm-hmm. And that is your P5 game. Yes. So really in that situation, you need it to kind of be the old close loss. Mm-hmm. You don't need it to be the blowout because we also do the dumb thing of whatever we see early in the season, that just holds true for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. There are people that still out there that think Colorado's good. Yeah. Just, just because of what we saw week one. So now you're asking Memphis to not stub its toe the entire rest of the way, in my opinion. Because I think one of these lower, like Liberty, still, you think you think eleven and one is what's what it's going to take to get into the. College I think so playoff. because yeah. what people are not, it's a schedule thing. It has nothing to do with deserving because mm-hmm. we've already decided deserving. Like who the hell knows? Like one thing we can just say is like the zero in the loss column. They have to have they have to be, in my opinion, within one loss of Liberty. Mm-hmm. They're even or one loss. I think they'll get tie. Will go to them. Mm-hmm. But what? Liberty is doing that there's really no one else in the G5 can do. Liberty is spending at an incredible rate and also playing in a remarkably easy league. Mm. So that's a league where they can just schedule their way. Now, Liberty's schedule is not as soft as it was last year. They're adding App State, and they've got to go to Boone for that. So, you know, even though App State isn't is not at peak of its powers, that's still a tougher game than they've had on the schedule, mm-hmm. but it really just becomes a scheduling thing for me, and so it's like I, I got to sell it because I just. Well, I, I don't. I, I can't. Has Memphis ever gone undefeated in the league? Yeah. Because um, even the title year they lost at Temple, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't think they've ever gone undefeated in the league. Yeah, I'm selling this not because I, I'm selling this because of Memphis's schedule also. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's all schedule related. Like Memphis has to. Like Memphis's schedule this year is, I think, I don't know if I would say significantly tougher than this past year, but it's like noticeably tougher than last year. Because if you go by on paper, like you mentioned, UTSA is considered the second best AAC team. Correct. Correct. You're on the road against UTSA this year. Where's USF? I think USF's considered the third best, and Tulane. So you Tulane was Tulane was shockingly low. Tulane's at sixty nine. Nice. Okay. okay, you're on the road against them. Where's USF? South Florida. Eighty four. South Florida. Where's Nate? Where's this Navy? This is a bad league. Where's Navy? Uh, Rice is ahead of Navy. Rice is ahead of Navy. Ninety two. Okay, Rice is home. Where's North Texas and Charlotte and UAB? All right, we've got UAB at one hundred one. Mm-hmm. North Texas at 102, mm-hmm. Navy at 104. Okay. Did you need another one? No, that's fine. So the, 
you do have you have the second best Charlotte's team. at one twenty five. You have the second best team on the road, um, and USF, who appears to be the third or fourth best team on the road as well. Um, so that you've got that, and as you mentioned, and then you've got you mentioned Troy. Even though that's at home, that's not going to be a gimme non conference game. No, I do think though. I think losing Summerall's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have a new coach. But I also think and that you're getting them early. You're getting think, them second game of the year. I think Tulane's going to be tougher than we think. They've never played well there. Yeah, it's also a road game. Yeah. They, don't, they don't play well at Tulane. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, it's a tougher schedule. I think to me, like it'd be great if they make the playoff, obviously. Um, and I think they, they should be one of the three or five teams mentioned as like, who could make the playoff out of the group of five? Memphis deserves to be mentioned, I think, among those teams. But to me, the goal, right? The goal right now, if I'm Memphis, is we need to get back to the AAC championship game. And if you can get to that scenario where you're one game away from potentially making the playoff, that to me dictates how I'm gonna. Sort oh, of- I, I I'm fine buying the Memphis should be in the Memphis should be in yeah. the title game. But I don't think they're the favorite. I don't think with this schedule. And I don't think they're the favorite. I think, as you met, you know, I think Liberty's schedule is a lot easier. Yeah. Let's, um, let's talk about that and some college hoops. We'll do that next with Cobb because Cobb, as mentioned, Mark, as Mark mentioned, CBS Sports is the one that wrote up the the mock bracket. Mock bracket. Bracketology for college football. Chip, do it. Um, I don't. Uh, I have to find it again. Pretty sure it was Chip. I think Chip Patterson did it. So we'll discuss that with Cobb when we come back right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. ESPN. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. David Cobb writes about college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. You can follow him on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. All right, Cobb, I know Chip Patterson has his playoff bracket because it's never too soon to get your college football playoff brackets in. Let's start with this question. In your mind, is Liberty the favorite to get the to get the G5 or whatever, the fifth conference champion bid? I don't know. It almost feels flukish that they were the highest-rated G5 team this past season. SMU was right there, and – if they hadn't lost as much as they did. they. I, what I'm trying to get to is that on an annual basis, the chances are the one G5 bid is either going to the Mountain West or the AAC. So I don't know that I would say Coastal is the, uh, or Liber- that Liberty is the favorite. Yeah, because the problem is for me, I think with Memphis, Memphis is perhaps going to run into the SMU conundrum, which is SMU's two losses last year were at Oklahoma and then at TCU. And then they swept the rest of the board. While Liberty is going too apt this year, there's like Liberty's schedule on paper looks to be a little bit tougher than last year's, but it's still cake. Memphis has to go to Florida State. And like to me, it just seems like the key is for for you to pass, for you to be higher ranked than a team, I think they need to be within one loss. I think the problem that SMU ran into there's it was just it was the difference between undefeated and two losses, and they couldn't get over that. Yeah, so you need Liberty to uh, to take an L somewhere, and you know there could be a team come out of the Sun Belt, right? Like you talk about App, they've been really good over the years. Coastal had its moments, of course, that was with Jamie Chadwell. Uh, but in all likelihood, uh, you know you're talking about a group of five representative in the college football playoff. Cobb, are you year. forgetting the hottest team in the Sun Belt to close the season? Oh, gosh, who even was that? Our boy Butch. Oh, you're right. Hey, Arkansas brick State. by brick, baby. Well, jo- yeah, Jonesboro going to the college Remember he, playoff. like, stumbled into playing the right quarterback by accident. Yeah, I do remember that now. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, if Butch Jones makes the college football oh playoff b- before what a Tennessee, uh, I think Knoxville would literally burn to the ground. <laughs> uh, that would be great. Well, here, here's my question based on this week's news, obviously, that the they're officially going to 12, the 5 plus 7 model for the next two years. Do you feel confident? Like, my, my gut feeling is if you're like a Memphis football fan right now, one, it's working out very well. Like, it's timing up well. Memphis is going to have a really good team next year right in time for a chance to make the college football playoff. Couldn't have drawn it up much better in that regard. But do you think they have to get you – know, they, they really got – they have like a two-year window here. Do you think this is going to stick long-term? Because I think for as long as Memphis is in the league it's in, like and, and these group of five teams in general, like this is the only way they kind of survive is if you keep this caveat out there. That like they can use this as a recruiting tool. You know, like, hey, you're going to – even though you – you know, even if you're not in the power four – you can have a chance at winning a national or getting to the college football playoff if you come here. Like, do you, how? What's your confidence level that this is going to be the format 
long term. I mean, it could expand to sixteen, but that there will be access to the group of five long term. Well, it's crazy because they announced this five plus seven model yesterday, and then today they're back in the boardroom discussing the future already. So I think there's a pretty good chance that it's going to be something different after these next two years. So we're going to expand to 12. We're going to do five plus seven. Uh, we're going to have at large bids and guaranteed access for conference champions for two years. And then uh, we'll see what the big 10 and the sec want to do. And you're seeing some of the uh, insinuations or suggestions surfacing already that the big 10 and the sec would like to have four guaranteed spots apiece. A piece, which if you stick it at 12, that's eight of the 12 uh, right there, just among those two leagues. Now, I'm sure they'll get pushback from that, but uh, if they get a lot of pushback on what they want, what's to stop the Big Ten and the SEC from going out and just starting their own playoff? They're about to have 34 of the biggest brands in college football, all of the biggest brands except Clemson and Florida State and, and Notre Dame. So now. I yeah, my, my my confidence level that there will be long-term access for the group of five schools, I would say it's not all that high. I, w- I need to get with, like, an actual lawyer to ask this question. Because I, I do think part of, part of the concern is, like, antitrust stuff. But if you just say the top 16 ranked teams and you're not – you're not including or excluding anyone. I wonder if that covers them. Because I think that is, in the end, I think that's what I think that's what the SEC and the Big Twelve and the Big Ten want. Yeah, if you go all at large, yeah. and it pretty much guarantees that those two leagues will be well, well represented in the college football playoff. And of course, it'll fluctuate from year to year. But if you do that, then look. I mean, this past year, Liberty was twenty three, SMU was twenty four. So the access for a group of five is going to be pretty difficult because you think about it, like the old UCF teams, they would have made it. Cincinnati would have made it. Uh, but there would have been a lot of years where there, there, there weren't or wasn't a group of five school in that top 16. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I, kind of where, because I had mentioned it with Topmeyer last week. This is an interesting spot, I think, for the Big 12 and for the ACC. Because if I'm the leadership at either one of those leagues, I'm going to Petiti and I'm going to Sankey. Listen, I'm checking my ego here at the door. Like, what do we have to do to be a part of this world? Like, I, I'm not asking that, you know, we're on equal playing field, but I got to have a seat at this table. Because it feels like to me, if, if the rest of the leagues that are not the Big Ten and the SEC go in there and try to, you know, fight as much as possible for their own league. That, to me, is what spurs the situation where you're talking about where the Big Ten and the SEC get, the SEC get all right, yeah, we're going to just go do this ourselves. Yeah, how if you're Florida State right now or you're Clemson, how hard do you want to fight on the ACC's behalf uh, for, for good access in the future of the college football playoff, knowing full well that in the back of your mind, you're really hoping to be uh, one of in either the SEC or the Big Ten in five years, right? Right. So that that's a tough situation, and you're seeing all the legal maneuvering behind the scenes with Florida State right now. They're trying to establish home field advantage against the ACC and in, in, in the lawsuits. You know, they're trying to get out of the league, and we're seeing the preliminary legal steps there. So, did you see yeah, the story? I, I think it was the Tampa Bay Times. Did you see that? 
on the possibility, I guess it was deep inside of the the lawsuit or whatever, Florida State is exploring buying their TV rights from the ACC. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, but that's just, it's hundreds of millions of dollars. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't see it. Like, that, that's a... That would just be a mind-boggling well, step. I guess take. the only way that makes sense, right, is if it's cheaper than buying your way out of the league. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 wild. No, but they're they're doing everything they can. And now you you see why, right? Because in a theoretical world where the Big 10 and the SEC are guaranteed 8 out of the 12 playoff spots, if you're not in that league, then you pretty much have to run the table. Whereas if you're in the Big 10 or, or the SEC, you can get in with three losses probably. So, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And, and if that ACC still has Clemson and Florida State and Miami and Virginia and, you know, Virginia Tech, you know, there's enough decent football programs in that league to where going undefeated or only having one loss isn't going to be easy necessarily. So, yeah, it's all unfolding really right now before our eyes with the, these meetings this week in Texas among those college football playoff uh, board of management folks because they're the ones who kind of hold the – the keys and the power uh, to shape the sport moving forward. All right, let's switch uh, focus to college hoops. Um, is the AC going to end up as a one bid league? Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. That would be kind of wild. I mean, yeah, if FAU it wins the conference tournament, then I guess it could. Uh, man, I would love to see South Florida get some at-large consideration. I guess what they, what they did early in the season was so bad that they just haven't been able to really come back from it and get into that conversation. I, I think SMU is technically yeah, I think now S- well, the second hope, best yeah. shot at an at-large. They, Lenardi's got Lenardi's got SMU not at his not they're not first four out, they're not next four out. They're the net Lenardi's added a third category to this year to kind of bring He's got the whole spreadsheet now on. Yeah, um you know, like also they're like also considered after the next four yeah. out at this point. So, well, they're—I mean—they're not even on Palm's bubble, and he—he he yeah. has a, a fairly generous bubble. Uh, so it could be that's kind of wild, though, because it to me, and I've said this before, and I still stand by it. The AAC has been better and more interesting than I thought it would be, uh, because it seemed for a minute there like FAU and Memphis were just going to run away with the whole thing, and SMU, Charlotte, South Florida, North Texas, no. UAB. Like, it's actually it's not terrible. Like, there's actually... Well, you say it's not terrible. Little... I would argue, I bet you the AAC is going, this is, like, absolutely a nightmare for us. Because we've, like, they they put together the entire schedule based around it's going to be Memphis and FAU, and we're going to have two big, like, national showcases for our league at the end of the season. And now, the Memphis FAU game this weekend and the Memphis FAU game that's going to be on CBS to end the year are, like... It's like I mean, they're, they're, they're a meaningful in a local sense, but they don't carry any national meaning at this point. There's still yeah. there's still some ball left to be played, but it does seem to me like the most likely situation is neither FAU nor Memphis is going to win the league the regular season. But I think Cobb, to your point, I think the thing that's kind of surprised me is I think the AAC is a worse football league than I thought it was going to be. And it's a better basketball league than I thought it was going to be. The problem, though, that I see is I think it's a it's a more interesting basketball league, but it is getting absolutely no credit. Yeah, well, it's just going to take a couple of years for, uh, I mean, well, let's see if Amir Abdur-Rahim even stays at South Florida, right? Because his name's going to be super hot. Yeah, I told, I told Mark, South Florida might have made too good of a hire. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's going to be in the mix elsewhere 
quite quickly after leading Kennesaw State and South Florida to, well, let's see. I mean, we'll see what South Florida ends up. Maybe they win the AAC tournament and get to the dance. But, yeah, no, he's he's done a great job there. Um, no, it's – I don't know. Like, if you base reaching the NCAA tournament and NCAA tournament bids, like, as your sole barometer of success, then, yeah, this is probably going to go down as a disappointing year for the AAC from a basketball standpoint. But I still think – in the long term, like the foundation has been set for it to be more competitive and more interesting than anticipated. And so I think maybe in the long term, it, it's a good thing, even if in the short term, you, you're, you're taking some lops. So, I mean, it's a lot of it's going to depend on the coaches. Like, does, does Dusty May uh, leave or jump this year? Does Andy Kennedy ever get a look somewhere else at UAB, right? Like, uh, what about Charlotte and this dude, Aaron Fern? I mean, he's one more good season away from being a hot name. So, I don't know, if they can kind of keep this core group of coaches together, then I think the AAC could could collectively build and be better in basketball, you know, in the years ahead. I think if I'm advising whoever the new AAC commissioner is, day number one task is you're all getting in the room and we're getting the scheduling expert. The, the mm. That person that knows how to manipulate the number, this is who you're scheduling, mm-hmm. and then you're all going to listen. We're not making friends here. If you're up 20, you beat them by 30. You know what I mean? Like, wait, you go Mountain West style. You, you yeah. play those teams that you can beat by, you know, 20 and 30, juice up the numbers. Because I really do think, like, when I'm watching around the country, like these other leagues that they'd be like, I mean, we're talking about six Mountain West teams. And, I mean, Cobb, mm-hmm. does it look any different than any other year with the Mountain West year? I'm a slight, slight believer in the Mountain West relative to other years, but I totally get your point. And it's the same thing that the ACC is saying about the Big 12. The ACC is over here saying we're only going to get three or four bids maybe, and the Big 12 is going to send three quarters of its league. And they're saying we're actually just as good as them, but they just juice the numbers and inflate their metrics. And it's like, okay, well, that's the name Nothing's of the game. stopping you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. And, like, you know, these things matter. Like, I'll give you a, a great example. Today, Florida Atlantic slipped from 29 to 33 in the net, you know? And so every... every oh, and that five, means in, in the event of a miracle and that Memphis isn't done, that's not even a quad one game, right? Correct. And, and, and so everybody who's beat FAU, which includes Charlotte and South Florida, who would theoretically be you know, two of your hopefuls to get a bid to the NIT or the NCAA tournament. Well, now they have one fewer quad one win uh, because of what happened to FAU in the net. So the more that you can, it's a snowball effect. Like the more that you can get everybody in your league on board with scheduling practices and, and, and juicing the metrics, like the more it helps everybody for, for several months, even after non-conference play. So the other thing is like, when you look at these mountain West teams, when you go look at their non-conference, it almost feels like, they've basically been given, here's the list of teams you can schedule by the league because it feels like they all play the same teams just in a different order. Right, Right. yeah. No, and then, like, you look at um, Creighton last night and what they did, uh, and then you go back and look at Creighton's body of work. Here's where you have to give the Mountain West credit. Like, Colorado State beat Creighton by 21 points. Uh, UNLV, who's not even one of those tournament teams out of the Mountain West, they beat Creighton uh, by 15 on a neutral floor. So there is some some validity or legitimacy to uh, what the Mountain West teams did in the non-conference. You know, Colorado yeah. State also beat Colorado. And so, I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to is when you get the opportunities. And to Memphis's credit, Memphis did this. 
they scheduled tough and they won those games. And then they fell apart once they got to the league. So that makes no sense. And FAU but, won some tough games. It's just no one else in the league won any games in non-conference. Yeah, but like FA, and then FAU and Memphis ended up. Yeah, but like FAU also like yeah, they, they took have, the Bryant loss. They won yeah. the Florida Gulf Coast, but it's like, yeah. but they beat Arizona. It's like, yeah. So it's uh, it's complicated. All right, cop. What do you think? You think uh, we, we asked this at the top of our show? Uh, do you think Memphis has some life left in them this season? No, no. <laughs> okay, so it's two to one. We win two to one. Right. Cop, you and I, you, because I, I was like, I want to be fair. I'm not even talking NCAA tournament. Like I'm no, just saying life, you I know, just, like they, you know, the life left in them. You know, I'm they'll make a run to, of it at the conference tournament. I asked Mark, and I'll ask you the same thing. Like we've all covered a lot of teams. Forget the sport. Have you ever seen a team that has quit this late in the season that has like one more push? Because I could not think of one. Oh, I'm sure they'll they'll try and rally the troops, and then you know, first game in the AAC tournament, maybe they come out hot, come out with some intensity. And then the opponent will get on a 10-0 run, and that'll be all she wrote. I mean, that's just where the scene is at right now. You watch their body. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.